an iconic livery makes a return in Monaco. Is Mercedes already discussing who might succeed Hamilton? Wingate, is the new controversy brewing in F1? And can Max stop Hamilton's momentum in the championship fight in Monaco? Let's jump the start. everybody welcome in to the jump to start racing podcast my name is wellington i'm here with two of my closest sometimes they're my closest friends as they're what? here making fun of me what do we do ruben say hello we just push what's going on guys yancy hi very enthusiastic as like always, always. <laughs> how are you guys this weekends too short yeah i'm boring but it's good that we're short because it's race week. Whoop, whoop. Yes. yes. It's Let's not that three-week break that we had before. <laughs> 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 like an that was too long. Speaking of too long, three-week break, etc. the FIA and F1 have announced some calendar changes due to some of the travel restrictions regarding Turkey and the UK and just being able to get in and out of there without being landing on a quarantine list. So the... Turkish Grand Prix is out because of, you know, the red zone list, whatever, et cetera. So now what we're going to do is this is going to be a change. It was supposed to be Turkey the week, the weekend of June 11th, 12th, 13th, taking place on the 13th. Uh, and then I think a two week break, or sorry, I have the actual calendar here. Then it was supposed to be, yeah, a two week break with France, our favorite track, of course, uh, taking place on June 27th. Should have just gotten rid of that one. Completely. Uh, but now the French Grand Prix has been moved up to June 20th, and they added actually a fan favorite track. Uh, Austria is going to get a double header. It'll first be the Styrian Grand Prix on June 27th, and then the Austrian Grand Prix on July 4th. Happy yeah, Independence Two good races. Yes. Yeah. Two good races, guys. What do you guys think? So, Turkey was originally supposed to replace Canada. Yes. And now that's why they brought Turkey's, it on. Yeah, now Turkey's out too. Turkey's yes. out because the UK, obviously yeah, yeah. most of the teams uh, are are based out In of the UK. UK. So the UK added Turkey to a red zone list, meaning that if you travel from that country coming back into the UK, you got to quarantine for two weeks, which Jeez. would obviously not work for any of the F1 teams because they're probably going to be, they'll come in for a week and then leave the next week or something like that. I don't know the exact schedule, but obviously it's too slow. Or to people wanted to go home or whatever, whatever, whatever. Correct. So now we get a calendar change. They what are they? They moved up the French. To yeah, the they 20th. moved it. They moved it up they one week. One week, which yep. messes up uh, Roman Grosjean's run. Yep. Uh, he was supposed to have a t well. He was he can still um, do the practice session, the uh, FP one. Yep. But he can't do the the showcase run on Sunday because there's a race for IndyCar that weekend, and obviously. Um, he has to participate in that. She actually got, got pole position this yeah. weekend and uh, came in P2. P3, P3, P2. P2. No, he came in P2 and uh, he didn't win the race because there was a mishap in the pit. But uh, Roman Grosjean's doing well out here in the States. Good for him, man. Yes, sir. Everybody was collectively happy about that. So by also moving the French up, we're going to have now three race week. So, I mean, yeah. three week race. So, what, week. what was going to happen? The original schedule showed. Monaco, two-week break to uh, Azerbaijan, Baku, 
Uh, and then a one-week break, break you, to Bob. Turkey, and then a two-week break to France. So now it'll be Monaco, two-week break to Baku, two-week break to France, and then... Um, Styrian Grand Prix. And then, straight up. Yeah, then yeah. straight through. It'll be a It'll triple be header. It'll be the Styrian Grand Prix. French, Styrian. And, and, and then Austria. And then Austria. Triple header. I am very excited about that. Yep. Anything? Those feel normal now, considering... Because now, like... This week felt weird because you're used to like the back-to-back races, yeah. Especially <laughs> since last year, since last year, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And and uh, and now you don't get that, so it's like that week in between is like. Come on, yes. You think you think we should have a back-to-back in Barcelona? No, oh, no, 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 okay. no, I didn't say no, that. But no, no, no. well, that was just happened. Don't put words Nobody in my mouth, bro. <laughs> but you just said that. Chill, bro. So, the only thing that's a little weird is that if you go to All the right, so they can have a, a back-to-back in Barcelona, but they'll take out that last chicane for the <laughs> second weekend. For the second weekend. <laughs> the only thing that's a little weird is that you go to the F1 app, you go to the F1 website, they still have the old schedule up. So they updated the whole thing, put out, everybody put out articles. We're talking about it now, a few days later. Maybe. And you still have to go find an article to find the current schedule. Maybe, maybe the IT guys on vacation. Maybe the IT guys on vacation. Took an extra long Mother's Day week. He, yep. he thinks it's a three week break exactly. instead of a two week break. <laughs> I pay for this app, by the way, okay? To be able to see the race, to be getting information and stuff like that. F1 TV? Yeah. How's your F1 TV working so far? Has it been good for you? Uh, it's been all right. Hasn't had any major issues. Major issues like last year, no. No. Yeah. So far. Better. It's been better. I had one issue with it this year so far. What was that? That it was during qualifying. Mm-hmm. I had it froze. To, I had to, it froze completely. I had to switch to other means to watch qualifying. Sorry okay. to hear that. Yeah, get yeah. your money back, guys. Yeah. Anything Barely. further to talk about with the schedule? Actually, there's more good shows on there too. So. Oh God! Anything yeah. more to talk about with the schedule? <laughs> I love F1 TV. Yeah. No, that's it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'm going to ask you, Nancy. Please, if you could please walk us through. <laughs> Now, we, we are continuing this whole mudslinging fest between Red Bull and Mercedes, and now the result is that... It's no longer mudslinging. It's no longer... It's like rear wing slinging. This is now. for real. This yeah. is... This is Carbon uh, fire slinging? Yeah. Kind of like what happened with uh, Ferrari's cheating engine when it all started. Go ahead. So you have now... and This is the only point of reference that I have. You have now Red Bull, which is actually competing... With Mercedes at the top, mm-hmm. much like a little bit. No, they are. I, I think that I <laughs> listen. The reason why Red Bull hasn't won more races, I think, is their fault. To be honest with you, but we can go into that later. Um. So when Ferrari had their cheating engine, obviously they were the only engine. I, wow. I appreciate. I appreciate okay. he's acknowledging yes, he's the cheating engine. Acknowledging okay, it that way. They everybody found it weird. That Ferrari was all of a sudden faster. They had a better engine than the Mercedes engine, which has been the... The engine. The creme de la creme of all engines during this hybrid era. So now all of a sudden, Red Bull is just as fast as Mercedes, even with the rule changes, right? And they started looking at the video a little bit closer. And then Lewis Hamilton with the bombshell after oh the Spanish Grand Prix. I think we met, we covered this last last week. Um, we did mention said that. that the 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 wing tends to bend backwards, almost. Uh, uh, give it, he said some people say a tenth, 
I think Hamilton said three tenths. It, it gives them straight. speed, yes, or like speed. a time around the lap. Yeah, well, it, an extra an extra time okay. around the lap. So what happens is that the wing flexes backwards. So if this is like the the. Let me see. This is the the plane, the uh, the end plate of the wing. Gotcha. It flexes down, and the wind is going this way. It flexes down this way, so it basically just reduces the drag. So like the car, yeah, DRS effect. Like yeah, exactly. So the car could go faster down the straight. Jeez. Can um, I jump? Can I jump in here? Yeah, go ahead. I want to jump in here. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> As the uh, engineer here. <laughs> no, the so. What affects drag is the cross-sectional area coming where the wind is coming, right? So imagine sticking your hand out of your car and you turn your hand sideways like this, right? The wind is pushing your hand back and, and you get all that drag, what we'll call downforce. You know, if you tilt it, your hand will push down as well. Mm -hmm. Now, if your hand, there's less force, the more you twist your hand, the more wind is, it. Right, the more wind is passing in a more direct angle, allowing you to not have that cross-sectional area face the oncoming wind. So what ends up happening is you just have less, it, it's a way of tricking, I guess, the fluid dynamics so that you're you're having less drag on the car. And it obviously, less drag means your, your forces on your car are making you go faster. You're picking up more. So basically, if you put your face in the wind, your, your, your face flaps less. <laughs> That's why I'm bald. <laughs> so I could go faster in straights. Now, how about Yance? <laughs> His beard is too thick. His beard is too thick. <laughs> this is not an aerodynamic device. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I interrupted you. So, no. So, all right. So, well, obviously. Well, like a super, you know. Yeah, cross-sectional wind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm hand. still confused about what he was trying to say, but okay. No. <laughs> Especially I, with you. <laughs> I, I get it. You got it, right? Me too. Let me I mansplain think. it again. I think. <laughs> no! I think I got it. So, uh, as the thing is that a lot of people have been talking about it in the paddock. And they've also noticed, that FIA took a look at it, and they also noticed that it wasn't just Red Bull that's trying to do this. So now, they have invoked a clause in the rules. Um, Let's see, where is this thing? It's section, section, it's article 3.9.9 it? of yes. the technical regulations there you go. that permits it to f introduce further load deflection tests on any part of the car it deems fit. There it is. Okay. Yes. So. Where, where do I get the, the rule book that they have? Do you guys have an official they have copy it, of they, they should have it on the website. You know how the college so. textbooks are really expensive? That one is. <laughs> you got to go through McGraw-Hill. McGraw-Hill. <laughs> and they'll, they'll hook you up. My sister will hook me up on so, that. So, um. <laughs> So on June 15th, which is around where, where the, what, the, the French Grand Prix, basically? Yeah. Uh, June 15th, they're going to introduce new tests to... Um, to the week before, the French one. Yeah. Well, they're going to be testing it more often to see what, you know, if there's any discrepancies. And it gives t the teams time to make sure that this is not happening. So it's basically what they did with Ferrari in the fuel flow meters. Let's see if they come up with something. Now, the most interesting part about that, though, is if, obviously, just the way they brought in the um, the technical directive on the engines, and then all of a sudden Ferrari was slower at, at the U.S. Grand Prix that mm -hmm. year, let's see if the Red Bulls are going to be slower. But 
Okay, obviously the the protests or whatever you want to call it is being focused on Red Bull. Who else? Are they going to clarify this? Are they going to seal it? You know, because you said right now that we will find out. Not they're not the only team doing it. So why you say AlphaTauri is doing it too? I don't know, but I mean, obviously, the only they're, they're going to focus on Red Bull because they're the ones fighting at the top. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mercedes has a will it they affect do? McLaren? Like, you know, I'm talking about. Like, yeah, but Mercedes, Mercedes is like. On politics, yeah. <laughs> on strategy. Now, on now they got to push bro. all these other areas because, you know, there's a threat. But no, it's, I'm sorry, but what I'm saying is like, but they're still fast. So like, yeah, you come on with something. No, no, not, not the rebel, but I'm talking about Mercedes. Like for example, the cheating engine with Ferrari made them develop the engine to go even to catch up, you mm-hmm. know, without cheating. So, it, you know what I'm saying? Like without cheating, so they made it to compete. Now, Red Bull comes up with this thing. Obviously, they have a, Rebel needs to get that like we always say the complete package to be able to win these races, mm-hmm. and Mercedes is still there. Like you know, come get me, come get me. Like they're re- well, and and I think I hope, that, and I'll sorry. be honest with you, they haven't been the fastest car every weekend, and the and they've won what three out of four races. So out of and out of three out of four races, they've won it. Most of them have been, well, strategy. I think two of them on strategy. So, like, what how much did now? we? How much did we use to praise Red Bull for their strategy? How they looked all the time. They were they were top notch, and we would even say that they were better than Mercedes at some yep. point. How's that looking this year? I just hope that we don't get like a, you know, like a, like a book in ten years saying juice. How the Mercedes engine was on the juice, or you know, steroids or something like that. Yeah, I was just thinking about the same thing. Right? You imagine that? That would be really crazy. So, what I want to point out is that that'll be great for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Monaco this week. So yes, right. Wait, wait, wait. So the wing so will now allow them to. Pick up less drag, yeah. Cross sectional winds. Um, no, what I'm trying to say is that they'll be able to shed. They won't be able to shed the drag as much on the straights, right? So you have Monaco, not really going to be an issue. No. Azerbaijan, that's a that's huge, definitely an issue. That that's a huge bonus towards Red Bull. I think most of that track is a straight. Yeah, but then look at this after. When the testing starts coming into play. Which is way like the week after more. France, that's a lot of straights there. Yeah. Austria times two. You need your high speed. You need your low. And um, France is a Mercedes track. Your low downforce. Austria could be a Mercedes track. What's after that? Silverstone. Yeah. So there's a potential where. They're all high speed tracks. There's a potential where Red Bull could be really screwed if. This is really giving them an advantage. I, yo, yeah, you, might you know even, what, even, man? We're going through this right it. now, right? We're going through this right now. And they're, they've literally brought this up at the time where the schedule is going to favor them. Imagine they had picked it up for Azerbaijan too. Like, <laughs> Dude. I'm just saying this could not have been any better timing. Bravo, could imagine, Mercedes. Could you imagine Mercedes, Mercedes even thought of that? Like, how do we twist this around so it could always, obviously, always favor us, but, like, let's do it this week, so there's no time to do it this weekend, blah, 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 and it could fall in our lap, dun, 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 dun. I don't know. <laughs> They're even champions at politics. Or are we thinking about it in reverse? Would it be better if they have a higher downforce setup and then they lose? I don't know. It's, it's going to be, this whole year is going to be a lot of fun between these two teams. Yeah, on and off the track, especially off the track. Very exciting. Yeah. So Because honestly, the first few races have been very good just because they have been able to fight each other at the top. Yeah. Regardless of who's won, mm-hmm. they've all been entertaining. Even a even a boring race, like, what was it? Um, Portugal. Portugal. 
they uh they still made it kind of interesting. Or even Barcelona. Barcelona of all races, which we thought was gonna be a snooze fest, yeah. was actually an interesting race because we had that battle at the top. Ugh. <laughs> and some overtaking too. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, man. Speaking of uh the ongoing Mercedes Red Bull situation. Well, Total Wolf came out this week and said that Verstappen is not the only option as Lewis Hamilton's successor. Where did that come from? I think he was asked about it. I mean, it was in an interview. Uh, I don't know what... what uh, I. It was in an interview. He was asked mm-hmm. about it, obviously. And just to paraphrase what he said, because a lot of people obviously, they bring up Verstappen because Verstappen right now is... The top. Out of the young generation of drivers. Excluding Hamilton. About, well, I'm talking about like the young ones. I'm talking about Verstappen, Leclerc, Russell, Ocon. You know, the young kids, uh, Norris, the young kids coming up. Obviously, the best one right now, but he has the most experience and he's in a top team fighting, um, has been Verstappen. And he's fighting, you know, toe-to-toe with Lewis Hamilton this year. We've been waiting for this battle for maybe three years already. Um... So obviously, Mercedes being the top team, and as in most sports, if you follow, the top teams are always favored to bring in the best talent. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the Nets, right? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> damn, all Brooklyn. Yeah, for real. So, <laughs> damn, got me there. Um, so. So obviously, what the media is going to focus on, especially if Red Bull can't give Verstappen a winning car and Mercedes perennially fighting at the top, they're going to be asking, all right, when Lewis Hamilton leaves, who's going to get that seat? And there's been rumors for years that it would be Verstappen to get that crack at it. Now, Total Wolf being the tactician and politician that he is, Keeps his options open. He said, listen, we get why you say Verstappen, but you also have George Russell and you have Esteban Ocon, which were, are in the stable. We still have Valtteri Bottas. Yep. And Hamilton is noted, has, has said that he wants a multiple-year deal. He doesn't want a one-year deal after this. He wants to be in two, three years, which is the normal, every time he renews is what the normal time range that he signs for. But then you also have up-and-comers like Leclerc. You have Jordan. There's no you know. way Leclerc would go from... Four. Well, I mean, he signed up. But what I'm saying is that you have a lot of young talent mm-hmm. coming up. And what he's what he's basically saying is obviously the priority is going to be Botas and it's going to be, it's going to be Hamilton. But after that, you have the young dri- the Mercedes young drivers, which is Ocon and, and, <clears throat> and, um, and Russell. You have Lando. Then you have Lando, and you have there's a whole bunch of drivers that they could go for. So he's keeping his options open. He's you know a, a very slick politician, my man Total Wolf is. So, what do you think of that, Ruben? It's kind of things will change because remember we also have now a budget gap, a budget cap. So things like that would taken would be taken into consideration. That's a strong point. Which way to go with all this stuff? So all right, so but let's play devil's example, advocate here. Like for example, Verstappen is top top dollar. Yes. George Russell might not be. We but, still have yet to see the full potential of Russell. Let's play. Ocon. Let's, let's, let's Ocon, Ocon. Who's showing out this year. And this year he's, he's 
You know, well, but let's play devil's advocate. Who would, if, if not Verstappen, I would drive for free for Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Wellington should get the shot. I, I agree well, with this. When I'm, you know, I'm too tall though. <laughs> you know, he's a great driver. Hey, could do it. He'd be yeah. an engineer behind the. You know, he <sighs> can calculate. He could those, really be an engineer behind those oh, cross-sectional wins. Oh, <laughs> so go ahead, answer the devil's advocate. Devil God, who would who would who if it's not Verstappen, who would who would be best to take over that seat at Mercedes? George Russell. George Russell. Nobody else. Look, if you're saying the whole field, you would have to go down to whoever is the next best driver to put in the championship car. So who's behind who's behind Verstappen that's not Valtteri Bottas? You have your Lando Norris's, mm-hmm. right? You have your Charles Leclerc, right? But he's not going to leave. You have your Daniel Ricardos, who would love a crack at the Mercedes car. Who else could you? Fernando Alonso? There's no way. Am I missing somebody? No, I don't think you, you got him all. So you, Sonoda? Sonoda? <laughs> <laughs> He'd still Gasly? be in the car. Gasly? Gasly, oh man. I just wonder who will, I mean, I think eventually they, Shoot. they're going to sign Hamilton for another two years because obviously even you see now, you see now at the top, Hamilton is Hamilton and Verstappen. And Hamilton has gotten the best of Verstappen so far this year. And I think that will continue. If he wins a few more races, if Hamilton, if I think this Monaco is so important because for, if, Red Bull. for Red Bull and for Verstappen, if Verstappen cannot get the win here and now you're going to have Hamilton on a roll winning, I think it's over, to be honest with you. This race is super pivotal. Yep. So um, they're obviously going to, they're going to sign Hamilton. And if Hamilton re-signs with Mercedes, I don't see Mercedes signing a young driver in that seat behind, b- beside him. I, I not even that, Russell? They'll stay, with, nope. they'll stay with Bottas? Nope. They'll stay Ooh. with Bottas. They do not. I said it before and I'll say it again. They want no issues between the Ruben drivers. took his headphones off. He's like, yeah. this, this can't be real. <laughs> Bottas again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, they, but it's a winning formula. It's it's crazy also that that we that even his mentioning obviously that's just like a little bargain chip that gets to use against Hamilton, but this is your guy like he's he's been here like you know he's you shouldn't be unless he's ready to move on for loyalty and for he's brought to the team and what he's done history wise for F one and for Mercedes and all this stuff he it shouldn't be an, an option until he says I'm ready to get out yeah, of here move Hamilton, on yeah of course. And there is no ob- there's no other option. He's you- still winning. He's the best driver on the grid. He's still, still winning. Exactly. It's not like we have a, you know, and I hate to say this, it's not a, it's not like we have a Sebastian Vettel situation where he's not driving to to the level that he used to know. Hamilton is still winning. Hamilton is right now at the current moment fighting against the best young driver on a top team and beating him hands down. Ham <laughs> hands down. Hams down. <laughs> That's what I thought he said, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, man. If and if that is the case, there is no way they bring on a younger, hungry driver who would be willing to rock the boat, even if they're on a top team. No, I don't think they'll bring Russell just because of the fact that if they would He's like heading towards our Nico Rosberg Hamilton situation again because Russell's on the come. I don't think so, dude. Yeah, man. Russell Russell wants it. Russell wants it, but I even think like even if Russell does come on, let's say 
next season against mm-hmm. Hamilton, Hamilton beats him easily. Of course. He needs the guy. Russell's going to need him. Hamilton has shown no signs of slowing down. As a matter of fact, it looks like he's getting better. I think wow. so, too. How do you... Oh, what's the next step up from greatest driver of all time? Poof. Yeah. Be tough, man. Uh, we just talked about Russell and Hamilton. I guess that's a good segue. The British Grand Prix is going to start running... Ev- or not start. They're going to run an evening qualifying session friday qualifying will start at 6 p.m london time or gmt to help increase crowd size as fans can make it to track after work or after school good move i think that's a smart move for them i think especially on a uh, friday yeah and you want to make obviously this year you want to make as much money as you can to you know overcome the whole yeah the the whole the whole covid thing yep they didn't. They well. They did get to run the races, two races last year, but it was behind closed doors. So they're hoping to run it with a crowd this year. Um, obviously, the reason why they're doing the sprint races is because they want to attract more of a crowd on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, the sprint race is actually going to be. Would you say that the sprint race would be probably be more interesting or less interesting than qualifying? Hard for hard to even gauge. We haven't seen yeah. a sprint yeah. race yet. I think it. I, I think it, it. I think it'll be less interesting, to be honest. What the sprint race? Yeah. No, um, because qualifying, I don't think in a track like that is as important as I say, like a Monaco or something like that. You can overtake at a, at Silverstone. So, Silverstone. which is the reason why they have a sprint race to begin with? Where is the location of Silverstone? Like how far from? I guess from it's oh, like no. two hours north of London. Yeah. Jeez. So you still got to leave work early to make. Yeah, it. I mean. Well, if you're coming from London, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be one of those things where you pull the kids early out of school or something, go watch, go watch the the qualifying. Either way, I, I it'll be good. We're only going to see it three times this season, so I think it'll be good to to see how everything turns out. But I think it is smart for them to move it to the evening. It gives more people time to get to the track. Yeah, to buy more. Not only that, but more eyeballs too. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still gaining those eyeballs because now you're adding an extra interesting event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to bury the qualifying like. So now you're pushed to watch the event. Instead you have of three watching, features. Instead of watching the highlights later. Exactly. Meaning watch it live and get the, if you're not. Right, because it's going to have consequences for the next day. And then yeah. the next day is going to have consequences, consequences for the next day. So it's like there's something important each day it's not just a day worth of practice right it's like a main event every day ruben's been to like seven races or so and every time he says he goes the fridays are just kind of dead and people are just kind of hanging out on saturdays am i the only one that's been to race (laughs) (laughs) i've only been to what two (laughs) (laughs) you guys got me beat (laughs) wellington got us all beat no i don't anyway oh yeah he does yeah yeah remember he went to mexico in 2016 no 2017 no lies here. You guys are making stuff up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all in agreement. Obviously, it's good. Lie. <laughs> the, um, the qualifying We got assistant. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> also that, yeah. There's evidence. <laughs> There's video everywhere. <laughs> it's hot in here. All oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. In our last bit of news. All right. If you didn't see it, go to... Uh, I'm going to put the link for the Instagram in the show notes, but the golf merch, um, as I guess modeled by Lando and Daniel Ricardo, it's amazing. It it has the old, uh, I'm sorry, let me backtrack. The McLaren golf special merch 
and special livery introduced for the Monaco Grand Prix. It's the powder blue combination with the orange and black. It looks phenomenal. Always has. Always con will continue to be. Uh, so they released the special livery, etc., as modeled by um, and the merch as modeled by Lando Norris and Daniel Ricardo on their Instagrams. You can do. You can go to the shop, but the shop is empty at this point. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. sold out right away. Everything is sold out. So this is something that. So you didn't get that hat. I did not get that hat. How about you, Ian? I didn't get any hat. So. This is something that as soon as the golf so deal was announced, man. this is what we were talking about that they would do. Is yes. Bring back that old school livery. We were hoping that they would bring it back for, let's say, what, the season after? Uh, like as a permanent livery? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, for commercial reasons, this might be better that it's a one-off. Um, maybe not. I don't know, man. It was it's such... It's so hot. <laughs> it's like when we when we heard of the partnership when we remember when yeah, yeah, it was announced yeah. we we were like we throw right we away. were hoping that they would come out with that classic you know br a baby blue orange golf livery which they ran in they ran in uh, at Le Mans yes. for the sports car powder blue powder, powder blue I'm sorry baby powder blue, blue. Okay. powder blue which they ran at Le Mans back in the seventies I believe it was <laughs> and that livery as good as it looks on the F1 car. On that F1 GT car, uh, the the McLaren F1 GT GTR. car, the, the GTR, <sighs> boy, that's nice. So, Everywhere they put that car, even in the Porsche. Yeah, even I mean, it's it's beautiful. Um, the the it was a push from the fans that they wanted to see a golf livery. So McLaren listened. They took it to the FIA to the FOM because obviously. The rule is that they have to run a similar livery every race. That's the rule that's in, in, the, in the rule books. Because but the livery you submitted the, you at, the, submit at the beginning of the year is what that's the what car has to look like for the most part. Obviously, you change sponsors yeah, and stuff things like happen. that. But it has to look like that for Reach the rest of you. the year, yeah. Well, yeah. Which is still, <laughs> um, like, why, who cares what that, and we, we will be able to, hey, that's the McLaren, that's the Ferrari. Right. It's Remember? not like uh, if you watch IndyCar, they change deliveries all the time in IndyCar. Mm -hmm. It's the same team, but they change deliveries all the time. Here, they're very strict about it. So they had to get special clearance. Zach Brown had to get special clearance from the FIA. He presented the idea, the master marketer that uh, Zach Brown is. You can't deny that anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> presented the idea. They loved it, obviously, because it had that. That nostalgic feel with the, you know, obviously, uh, Golf and McLaren have a special relationship since back in the 70s. Yep. They used to run that livery, um, especially, it was mostly in like in sports cars in, you know, Le Mans or uh, in the Endurance Series. But for them to bring it to F1, as a motorsport fan, dude, it's special, man. It looks nice. And I'm hoping that they can, just like they relax the rules on the helmets, where now that they, the, the drivers can wear they're different helmets. I'm hoping that they do that. Maybe, at, you know, one idea that I heard floating around was that Monaco should be, every every time they come to Monaco, it should they should run like retro liveries That'd on the awesome. cars, which That'd would be, be dope. very cool. I would love that. Yeah. But, you know, it's reminiscent of, what was it, the 1000 GP for Ferrari, yes. mm -hmm. the livery in Germany not too long ago, for two years ago for, for Mercedes. 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 It should just yeah. be a, a, a common thing now. Like imagine that they bring back that that uh, classic the '80s red and uh, the Marlboro. And, yeah, Mar red and white Marlboro McLaren. They won't. They can't. Oh, that would look so sick, though. 
<laughs> Come on. Do it next year, McLaren. Little Mambaro put a barco on it. Well, that's a Ferrari. <laughs> I know, man. Saying... Stop it. You and your barco, you're, so, you're obsessed with that thing. No, nah, no. It just looked ridiculous. I don't know. How, why would they? Ruben, when, he's, when he sees it on TV, he goes up with a scanner and tries, yep. to, scan. <laughs> tries to see what it is. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. That's the old supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, old, the old supermarket work at Indy. Yeah, but I think they should do that more often. I, I think it looks beautiful. You guys take a look at that, man. Looks amazing. Ruben, any thoughts? I mean, delivery, no matter what what car brand it's on, it looks phenomenal. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. Porsche has been iconic for having it as well. Mm-hmm. It just looks beautiful. It was on a Ford GT. Yeah. So oh, there's nothing to against this livery. Yeah. Come on, yeah. McLaren. Make some more merchandise. We need to buy something. Yeah, right? They could have made so much it. money. Make need, something. Make I something. I need a hat. I need a hat, man. I'll buy it. I need one. All right, gentlemen. It's time. Let's move on to our Monaco Grand Prix preview. Headlined first, of course, by Ruben. By <laughs> me. And his uh, trivia. Oh, my God. Yes, he's ahead 6-2, to two, I believe, is our, is okay. our number. Well, it's a skipping score. He yeah. Of course. Lose. I don't yeah. want to be in the banana suit. <laughs> That's my goal for the end of the season to see him in a banana suit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so big banana. We got a uh, <laughs> we got a uh, big banana energy. So no, uh, this track is just full of history, full of different questions to ask and all that other stuff. So I actually spent a little bit of time looking for it. And there's some easy ones, medium ones. Did you have a rough, time? Have a rough time going through all the questions? Yeah, yeah. Like, trying to decide what it was. And there's a lot of history. I was t- today's Monday, so then I saw uh, F1 put something up regarding, like, you know, answering other stuff. Like, ah, so I got to kill a couple of questions that I had <laughs> That's already. why I see yeah. a little bit of gray hair coming out yeah, of your man. You yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. stressed yeah. out, man. Yeah. No, no, it's just, you know, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's do the powdered wig. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Right, let's go to a to an easy question. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. The buzzer. <laughs> About to buy some buzzers. Uh who is known as the King of Monaco? Uh, uh yeah. No, yeah, it Come is. Come on, it bro. Is. Are you serious? It is, it is. That was an easy one, by the way. That, that was a super easy one. Uh, let's go with a medium one that I think is, is a medium one. No, you know what? Let's go to another easy one. Let's oh, just wow. go back. Uh, how many times have the Rosbergs won a Monaco? Three times. Twice. Actually, four times. Four times. Kiki oh. won twice? No, Kiki won once. Once. And Rosberg won three, three times. Nico won. Yeah, man. Three oh, times. I thought he won two. Dude, that was a good one. I like that question. Okay. It's in the family. They live there. Yeah. So they, they so, just walk the streets so they know they know even better. They put potholes. They put potholes. <laughs> I got another one. This is maybe like a medium to hard one. Name the only driver to win back-to-back Monaco Grand Prix with different constructors. Wow. Back to back. Fernando Alonso? Yeah! What? <laughs> Yo! Where did you get that from, Will? From my head? No, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yo! 
All right, tell me. Let's see why. What do you mean why? Well, yeah. who, he who? won it. He won it with Renault, and then he in won, 06. Yeah, and then he won it with uh, Ferrari. Nope, he won it. McLaren says 07. 06, oh, 07. Oh yeah. <laughs> he didn't even do that consecutively. Yeah. Oh, that's when he was uh, teamed up with uh, Hamilton. Okay. Right, but he wasn't. He didn't go from yeah. Renault to Ferrari. So yeah. Duh. I got another one too. Let's I got another question. Trivia, because normally trivia is like three or four questions. I got, I got more. <laughs> Monaco's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, okay, Monaco okay, has... like double points. I need it. Monaco has only featured one DRS song, right? That's the only have one, obviously, the track. Yes. So can you name the other circuit on the calendar with just one DRS song? Uh, Go ahead. Yes, you tap. Hungry? No. Um, Singapore. No? Where? The answer is Suzuka. Oh. The start finish straight. Yeah. That's a good really? one. Really? Yeah. Not current layout, though. All right. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I, Singapore doesn't have the, the one, so it doesn't matter. I got more. Singapore has two. Singapore has two, yeah. Yeah. I got more questions. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We're having fun here. Name the other Monegasque F1 driver besides oh, besides Charles Leclerc. <laughs> 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 I wanted to say Charles Leclerc. It's like somebody. Ke- uh, Nico Rosberg. No, bro. He's not from there. No. I'm not even going to attempt to answer. I don't know. This way goes way back. His name is Louis Chiron. Oh. Chiron? Yeah. Yeah. I should have said Ciroc. Maybe it would have been that's it. The other one I have is like you probably gonna. I'll oh, say go it. ahead. Say it. Let's do it. Uh, name the driver who compared driving a Monaco to riding a bicycle in your living room. Sana? No. 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 Riding a bicycle in your living room. Gotta be somebody from Monaco. Nigel Mansell. Nope. Paul. Nelson Pique. By the way, that was a question I didn't want to ask because he was on the F1 trivia thing. That they oh, I should have watched it. it is the most, he said it was the most technical demanding race and the ultimate test of driving skills. By the time he reaches the finish line, a driver will make almost 5,000 gear changes. You know, growing up in the Heights, I'm pretty sure I rode my bike in the living room. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> growing up in Washington Heights. And, and skating too. Like I think I broke my leg riding a bike. Oh my God. No, no, the best part of living in Washington Heights to me was actually playing basketball in your, in your room. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I used to play baseball. <laughs> that's we, used weird. To, we used to hang up a pillow. <laughs> what? <laughs> we used to hang up a pillow on one side of the wall. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to throw the ball to my brother. And then my brother used to hit the ball and hit me in the face one time. Yancy, quick question. And the pillow was a strike zone. We are talking about. Washington Heights apartment here in New York. Yes. We're not talking about a mansion when you grew up. I didn't grow up in a mansion, bro. <laughs> it's a small part. All right, Ruben, take it away with the rest of the history. Oh, my God. There's a lot. Yes. There's a lot of history. And I, I, I'll save this. My, I think that's history. why we like this track, to be honest with you. Say what? That's why we all like this track. It's so steeped in history. I love this track. Just and in the glitz and the glamour. Yeah, so like pretty much a race here was first held on 1929. Wow. Obviously, back then was still not even F one, mm-hmm. but the first uh, Monaco first entered the inaugural race. They enter F one was obviously the first year of F one, which is nineteen fifty, and it was won by Manuel Fangio and an Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Monaco Grand Prix has remained on the calendar since nineteen fifty five, which is the the record for the longest consecutive races hosted by a venue. Monaco has. Um, 
That's the second behind Monza. Monza has 67, Monaco 64. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you sure? Yeah, man. Consecutive, we're talking about. Consecutive, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about consecutive. And a fact about Monaco, there's so much history to speak. But does that have to do also, I don't know if it, if it has to do with last year, how we missed the race. Is that, or is that before that? Yeah, it was, you can't count. Like, who counts last year? Last year, no, uh, but it's not last year should be a race of history. <laughs> no, but they held Monza. Yeah, they did hold Monza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they probably Monza has a more probably That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, facts about Monaco is from 1984 to 1993, the race was won by only two drivers, which is from, I, ni- from 1984 to 1993, the race was on, won by only two drivers, Sana and who else? And uh, Prost. Wow. Oof. <laughs> wow. And they were all that for McLaren, turned, yeah. except in 87 when Senna won in a Lotus Honda. Oh, wow. How epic that rivalry must have been. Like, I don't think we ever seen They should make a movie afterwards. about that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, for real. I don't think that that must have been so crazy. It says, each, each year a whopping 33 kilometers of safety rails is installed. 20,000 square meters of wire catch fencing. We know about that because we've seen it. Mm-hmm. 3,600 3,600 tires for tire barriers and 1,100 tons of seating have been erected. 3,600 tires? Yes. That's uh, how many tires I've gone through with these New York City potholes. <laughs> 3,600. I've replaced my tires 900 times. Thank God All for insurance. Four. I wanted to have that insurance. Yeah, I just joined that club. <laughs> it is the only Grand Prix that does not adhere to the FIS mandated 305 kilometer minimum race distance. So uh, the most successful constructor here has been McLaren with 15. 15 wins, yeah. Followed by Ferrari with 10 mm-hmm. and Mercedes with 8. By Ferrari or Ferrari? Ferrari. Uh, you know, it, it's Pirelli. hard to say the name. Pirelli and Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari. <laughs> so the mo- most successful engine manufacturer has been Mercedes with 15, uh-huh. followed by four with 14 and Ferrari, obviously, with 10. And to bring Ford come back, back to it. Yeah, come back Ford, please. Need to bring Ford back. Please. Just a little little thing on it. I've been to this race. It's wow. phenomenal. Wellington has been to us, well, even what? though he's never gonna admit to it. This is the best I spectacle. The game. This is the best spe- spectacle to see. Where it goes from luxury to the overall scene to the marina, the French Riviera. Tons of movies. It's been featuring tons of movies, the casino. Iron Man me. too. Yeah. Trust me. This is a. I wanna go. All you see on TV, you could see it live if you go there. Like for example, the, uh, quick, quick note, like when we arrived there, we arrived there on a Friday. I went with Wellington. Mm-hmm. He was actually my roommate and everything. When, you know, it was a 10-day trip. So it's hey, a bunch what, of st- what happens in Monaco stays in Okay, Monaco, so it was like right? a 10-day ten day, ten day trip. <laughs> you know, the, the trip with it was like 10 days. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it was only three days in Monaco, but when we actually got out of the train, we were staying in Nice, we got out of the train, and you, uh, when you come out of the train, you see the first thing you see is the first turn, so you see the huge Pirelli sign. Mm-hmm. And what it, we're in the U.S., so we don't see this kind of car. So what you see coming down, a Pagani Sanda. I just wanted to say, yo, Crazy. guys, look! Crazy. Because I've never seen that car like in person. Whatever. Crazy. So, and just getting out there in that turn to me was like, wow. Like, we're here. What was your favorite part of the, the whole experience? The whole experience? Too much to tell. It's just everything. Well, but pick one thing. Doesn't have to uh, be, just say one thing. Walking the whole track on I, Friday. Yeah, I think that was... Having a beer by the pools. Because on Friday, since, the, since there's no racing going on, all those cafeterias or restaurants that are there, they open up and they use... Since the, that area of the track is always going to be closed because no cars go by there. So they put seats out there. Right. Having a Corona there by the marina. <laughs> on I mean, the pool. Yeah, they opened the... The track was open for us to... But there was traffic. It was ridiculous. Like, we were stopping... Everybody was stopping traffic to take pictures. Yeah, so it you, was, you just it cross was the street. You don't care if a car's coming. You just cross the street. That's how many people are crossing with you, walking the tunnel. Yeah. Everything. 
Dude. The top of my uh, bucket the list in F1 is Dude. obviously to watch a race in Monaco. And second would be um, Maranello. Maranello. Just, to, yeah, just to go to the museum and just get the history as a Ferrari fan. That was part of our 10-day trip, well, trip. And then the third one would be to to rush the track at Monza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've done it For in the Canada. 40. Yeah, we did it in Canada. Yo, I think I done, it, I done it in Mexico too. There you go. My favorite part of the trip was where we were. We They had like uh, the special Monaco Monte Carlo vodka. My favorite yes. part of the trip is when we were leaving, I just took that whole bottle, just put it in my pants. Yes, <laughs> 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 the, the whole trip is so. That, it was the, uh, the Monaco we weekend. We must do it again. The Monaco gentlemen. weekend was a, I would say probably one of the best experiences I had yeah. in my life. Yes. yes. It's right there on the uh, top, man. you know. Oh, oh, yes, so sir. Uh, anyway. I wait to go back. So. No, okay, you get Panto, yes. You've been to Canada. <laughs> You've been to Canada with us. <laughs> so let's talk. Um, well, Again, I mean, guys, this is a, a track. If you're an F1 fan, it's a track. It's a must go. It's the you mecca. could do it from top of the line luxury. And you could do it to the bar- bottom of the barrel, like that's, in a budget. What we I'm did, talking yeah. about, yeah. Like, for example... You could do grandstands, and it's... Yeah, grandstands is an awesome place. It's the same price as any other grandstand in any other track. Yeah, see, so we got there. We were working the track on Friday. Or you can take your own chair and chain it to uh, a exactly. tree. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you call them, those mountains there, but then, you know, that you could see the whole track yeah, from yeah. up there, and people were yes. changing the chairs just yeah. to see the race the next day. That was... That's, Even a, part like of the, that, that's a part of the experience. That's exactly. part of the, the history of it. Yep. The the grand door. I mean, it's just and you know we, we're gonna have fun regardless of where we are. So yeah, but uh, yeah, Monaco is definitely up there. Whether from the balcony that we saw it from, or sneaking in, or whatever. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna bring up the map on the screen for those that are watching on YouTube. Um, are you gonna point out where we were, where we're watching? No, I'm not. But okay, on the hill, a little bit. <laughs> No, but you guys can see it's a t- it's a tight track. It, it's a little even. Is that Rivatsa? Is that what they call Rivatsa? No, I have no idea what no. you're talking about. The 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 hill that you could do goes up. So pull it up. Beau Rivage, Sound of Beau Rivage. There you go, Beau Rivage. That's it. You know, we're not French. It's an accent. Well, you gotta know the corner. No, no, but I'm saying it's a, it's an accent. How are you gonna say it properly? It's an accent. It's one of the few tracks that every corner has a name. Yes. Yeah. So. It's even a little misleading on the map. It's much tighter. The the walls kind of close in on you really quickly. If you want a good sense of what it feels like, play the video game because it is damn near impossible unless you're an expert to be able to make it clean around the track without without hitting, uh, without hitting the walls. Ruby wait, wait, can't wait. even Ruby can't even lift up his, his <laughs> finger hit the, the table. table. <laughs> but wait, wait. It's even tougher running Monica in the game in the ring. It's ridiculous. Well, obviously. No, I'm talking about the, in the game, you're running a normal is oh, super it's tough, tough for normal. Yeah. So now, if you if you happen to like not play around with the settings in the game, and you happen to land on Monaco on the rain, you're done. Toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even, not even the first corner. Yeah. <laughs> but it is the uh, it is because it the city has not obviously evolved. You can't make track changes to the city. You can't just demolish buildings. Whatever. It just has maintained its uh, historical, I guess, tightness. It mm-hmm. has not evolved with the cars and with the speed of the, of, of the, uh, I guess, the sport itself. So it is known as, obviously, the tightest. You have to have the, the most amount of downforce. They make changes to the steering so that you can come all the way across. Just for that one corner. Just for the, you know, the hairpin. For the hairpin. Uh, yep. the hairpin. Uh, I got a picture of this one. Yeah. <laughs> you come around a chicane that's at a pool. Uh can't really say that for many uh, tracks. It is um, it is a challenge in and of itself. Uh, but what's important is that 
the qualifying on this track kind of really dictates where you're going to finish on Sunday because it is so difficult to overtake, right? Yes. Except if you're rebel and then you record. And Charles Leclerc when he was dive-bombing everybody two years ago. Also, yeah. He was actually very impressive before that happened, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah, all those risks you're taking, they're good yeah, until you crash. they're fun. <laughs> they <laughs> look like fun <laughs> yeah. until you crash. So, all right, let's go into yeah. predictions, right? So, Yancy, you were talking previously about Max Verstappen really needs to show out on this track during this race weekend. Yes. Um, you want a qualifying position? The... As much as we love Monaco, the race is never that mu- that fun unless there's like rain or something like that. Or drama. Yeah, I mean, like when Daniel Ricciardo lost his like whatever. Well, yeah, well, yeah, his yeah he, he was, lost his uh, his, uh, his part of his gearbox. Uh, his MG, MG UK, not the gearbox. It was uh, well, he had a brake balance issue. I think it was that what it was. But anyway. Um, it's not a very interesting race because where you start is usually where you finish. So the highlight of the weekend is actually qualifying. So, um, unless you're there. <laughs> well, I mean, it's different. I'm just saying about like a fan watching mm-hmm. the highlight of the weekend is usually qualifying. Um, and obviously you watch the race just to see what's going to happen. Uh, my predictions for qualifying, um, Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. Well, hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, Hamilton is on a roll. He's the best qualifier or one of the best qualifiers on the grid, if not the, well, he's the best qualifier. There. He's a hundred poles. Um, and, and Max is not a very good qualifier and he's, Made a lot of mistakes in Monaco during qualifying. So yeah, I, I, yeah, and even in FP three going into qualifying, he's made mistakes too. Exactly, like destroying the car. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't see Verstappen beating out Hamilton, but I do see him beating out Bottas. Ruben, what do you think? I think I go along the lines of you know what Yancy just said, and obviously what what we said about Verstappen. So I would say Hamilton, Max, Paris. Hamilton, Max, Paris. Why Paris? Uh, Paris is, is, is you know seasoned guy, and he's on a much better car. I'm just throwing some positive energy there to see if he could come positive, up with some positive energy <laughs> to see if he could does a little better in this car. <laughs> Even though he's been doing great, but positive energy. So I'm going to remind you guys in 2019, uh, which was the last time this race was held, the top three in qualifying were Hamilton, Bottas, and Max Verstappen. Then followed closely by um, Sebastian Vettel in, for, in the Ferrari. And Pierre Gasly in the other Red Bull. So the Red Bulls are very strong on this track, uh, thanks to my boy Adrian Newey. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and wing. yes, I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, Max Verstappen will take pole position, and I'm gonna say Lewis Hamilton is going to take second place. I guess out of the close second. close second. Um, but I don't think Boras is gonna take third. I don't think Perez is going to take third. I'm going to go with, this is going to be, I'm going to go with the hometown favorite, Charles Leclerc. Charles! <laughs> Woo! What's up, boss? <laughs> I mean, he's going to have like his, his whole family watching from like a balcony or something. My, so next, do something. my next question was going to be who's fourth and fifth. So, 
I struggled thinking about this race coming into it. I struggled between Leclerc and Daniel Ricciardo. In 2019, Daniel Ricciardo placed seventh in qualifying. For third? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Placed seventh in qualifying with a Renault that was not at the top of its powers. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and he's won there. He almost won his first time there. He did win another time after that, uh, 2018. Was it 2018 or was it 2019? The, the, the pit stop yeah. gone back? No, no, 2018 he won. Previously, I want to say it's 2016 was the pit stop. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. So he's he's won there. He's got experience there. He knows how to drive the car there. I think that we're going to see something finally out of Daniel Ricciardo on this track. It's, it's That's crazy fourth. that I have a better recollection of Daniel Ricciardo winning mm-hmm. that Grand Prix, which is in 2018, than last year. Last year, Because it was so boring. The only well, thing I remember like, if was... If you tell me when did he won, I would have said last, you know, 2019. The only thing yeah. I remember is Leclerc just die-bombing everybody. Yeah. yeah. He was... Because he started at the back. He had a bad qualifying, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to just move up the field. He was doing a good job until he until crashed he into somebody. Um, I like the way he passed uh, Norris on the hairpin. Yeah. That was I dope. mean, but I, I, I think that uh, for me, Leclerc will be fourth. Uh... The car is stronger this year. Obviously, the Ferrari is stronger this year. And he's a great qualifier. And I think he wants to show out at his home race. I don't think he's fast enough to... Um, to get to third? To get to third to or, even, or even to to qualify with the Red Bulls or the Mercedes. But, um, yeah, I think he can at least beat Paris in qualifying. What do you think for fourth? Bottas Ricardo, fourth from fifth. I don't. I don't think Paris is going to be even top five. Okay. I would put no. I would put Paris in fifth. So what do we think about just the race itself? Bring Oof. it on. Well, no, not bring what's it on. Weather? But what's the prediction? <laughs> Weather's not going to be an issue, right? I I don't know. I didn't check. Check. So I'm going to go with mine. While you guys check that, I'm mm-hmm. going to go obviously Verstappen first, Hamilton second. Then I'm going to go with. Boras third. What'd you say? Hamilton first? No, Max first. Max first. Oh, Hamilton so you think second. he's gonna? I think he's gonna keep. So that. we're we're nobody's gonna really change anything. No, well, I think Boras is gonna overtake in the pits or something, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, that's the only way he can overtake, right? I so think in that you're track. gonna see a lot of that, a lot of overtaking in the pits. This I mean, race. the 60s, 40 percent chance of rain. I feel like because it's right on the coast. Yeah, it's always gonna be. Yeah, yeah. it's a up. What so, do you guys think as far as your predictions? Go ahead, Ruben. I think Hamilton's going to take it. It would be Hamilton, Verstappen. I mean, I know I said Paris in, in qualifying, he's probably going to crash, so both of us will be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I, my top three are going to stay the same. I don't, I don't see anybody overtaking. And your top three were? Were, were Lewis, Verstappen, and Bottas. Okay. Yeah, and I think Charles will keep fourth. I'm like I said, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of overtaking. If it's very close, then what you're gonna see is a DRS train, basically. So you're gonna have to overtake in the pits. Whoever yeah. the faster car yeah. is, that DRS the is pits. not long enough, and it's right off of a chicane itself. So it's not you're not gonna be able to pass. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to pass anybody. It's just you know it is what it is. It's Monaco. It's tight. The cars are big. The cars are long. Um, qualifying is the is the crown jewel of the weekend, um, but if the weather is affected by weather 
or you know you have uh, some safety cars things could get interesting but oh, we'll see. so then that begs the question what lap is Mazepin gonna crash in <laughs> fifth <laughs> fifth lap you think he'll make it all the way to the fifth I, I hope so how are you? I'd say 23. I think he's definitely <laughs> going to crash at some point before the race, like during the practice sessions yes. or qualifying, and then he's going to crash again during the race. It's 23. Lap 23. We'll give him a quarter of the race because it was like 66 <laughs> laps or something like That's that. That's like 70. But yeah. Well, it's actually, let me see. It's 70. Doo, 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 doo. 78 laps. Yeah. I was going to say 77. So, all right. So, look, after this race, what you guys were talking about before, if Verstappen does not come through in this one, next race is Azerbaijan. There's no way. I, I can't see the Red Bull beating the Mercedes in Azerbaijan. Well, if the Bendy wins. They got the Bendy wings, though. You don't think the Bendy wins? Wellington is not convinced that the Bendy wing gives him an advantage. It might yeah. It might be a nice little battle. It might be tight. There's Azerbaijan and there's France. Then there's yeah, uh, in, in France it's just the aftermath of the investigation. In Azerbaijan, I think McLaren is going to give Red Bull a run for their money. You think so? Wow, wow. <laughs> anyway, all right. They anything else, boys? Well, huh? it's long straight DRS Mercedes engine. Yeah. Cars quick. All right. Ricardo well, before be back in form. Before we head out, I want to make sure to mention our socials. Number one. We're on all podcast platforms or on many podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We're also live on YouTube. Hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, you can find us on at Jump to Start F1 for Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to hit us up. Make sure to follow. Guys, I just want to say thanks for joining us and enjoy the race. Peace. Yeah. See you.